Hey, what's good? Welcome into TJ's Dallas Cowboys report, review, rants, and all that good stuff. Subscribe and like if you enjoy the content. I'm going to be doing these pretty often. I don't know how often. Some episodes are going to be long, some will be short. Uh, just whenever news or whatever notes pop up. And I feel like I had to mention that because this first one, it's a, it's going to be a fun one for sure. So uh, I call it TDCR, set your DVR, set your PVR. If you're old enough, set your VCR. This is TDCR and let's get into it. 19-3 to week one versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really just overall not a good game. We'll, we'll discuss, but at the end of it, you lose your franchise quarterback. And you also come out with a couple more injuries to uh, Connor McGovern and uh, J. Ron Curse. So there's really just not the way that you want to start things off. So I got to start with the offense as a whole. And uh, we'll just say like on the first drive, they got a couple first downs. They got into field goal range. They got their three points. And then from that point forward, it just nothing ever got going. You can blame the penalties if you want to. I I'm sick of talking about the penalties. I just think that it's enough with the excuses about penalties. The fact that this isn't fixed is just, it's, it's not good enough. So when we really look at the offense, I feel like they abandoned the run and that cost them in the second half. They were putting the, that O-line that already had an injured Connor McGovern. So Matt Farniok's playing left guard. You have rookie Tyler Smith at left tackle, left guard, Matt Farniok center, you got Tyler Biadish, Zach Martin's at right guard, and then Terrence Steele, who particularly had a tough night, but I'll, I'll address that later. But you're putting those guys into pass protection who are mostly young, if not second stringers in Matt Forniok's case, which I think he actually he held up pretty good considering the circumstances of he barely got any run at left guard, and then he just has to step in at left guard. So... Uh, I, I don't know. That's just, it's tough. It's tough to see. And, uh, but yeah, like once we abandoned the run, put those guys, they, they started to get mauled. They couldn't do that. Like uh, we're built like with a young hurt O-line, like we have, we need to be running the ball. We need to be letting them get out and run. Like we can't ask them to do, you know, the second half where every, down they have to face Shaquille Barrett and Hakeem Hicks just pounding and pounding and pounding away eventually something's going to happen and your franchise quarterback gets hurt it's just you can't have that happen looking at the positions as a whole like Dak um, I got the stats right here so 14 of 29 134 yards in a pick and in that game it just yeah, it didn't look good. Dak was missing on throws that he normally wouldn't miss. But also, I don't think the receivers helped him that much at all. Getting into the receivers, Noah Brown had five catches, 68 yards. Dalton Schultz, seven catches, 62 yards. CD, two catches, 29 yards. Two for Houston, two for Pollard, two for Fehoko, one for Zeke. But CD Lamb, just he, he had a I, I don't know if you would consider them drops. I don't know how you look at it, but some throws that were kind of there, but not really there that I don't know. I just CDs that guy. And I just, I, you can't put all the blame on him. I'm not saying that, but he, he can't, he can't be having that. And that also attributes to Dax, you know, night, but still Dak wasn't good enough. The offense wasn't good enough, but I mean, they were expecting pass. They're sitting there with Carlton Davis and they got that safety Winfield and, they're just they know what we're doing so why not just sit back in coverage and defend cd lamb and triple coverage at times so just overall 
do we have the receivers that can create separation? I don't know, but now they have to do it with Cooper Rush for an extended period of time. I mean, now Jerry Jones, he didn't put Dak on IR, so four weeks is the timetable that we're looking at. So I don't know how that timetable will actually pan out. I mean, four weeks seems super fast considering he just had surgery a couple days ago, but it's Cooper Rush time. I mean, we'll see how that goes. Will Greer might get a shot because I feel like Will Greer has more of a more of a Dak style of play where he's just a little bit more athletic and he's pretty accurate. But looking at the stats from this game, Dak, it might not matter how accurate you are if the receivers aren't creating separation and you don't got time in the pocket because the O-line's hurt and young, then you're going to struggle overall. So Uh, it's tough. It's tough. So I feel like I got a lot of negativity and bad out of the way of how they played in on offense, just, I kind of touched on how they can correct it, but looking at the defense, I feel like the defense played pretty well. Like I, I, I mean, you held them to, it was 12, three at half. I believe like you were two scores out of it, nine points. I just, I don't understand why you abandoned the run and you think you have to throw it, but the defense kept you in it. The defense kept you in it, but looking at like overall, how everyone played, I mean, Micah was a freak. I'm I'm repping the jersey. You already know Micah's our king. He's the young lion. He's the bazooka. He's Micah Parsons. He's that guy. So you already know he had a good game. Leighton Vanderish had a good game as well. I mean, I still feel like there's times where Leighton makes the tackle, and I'm not going to dog a guy for making the tackle, but it's just I remember Leighton Vanderish making that tackle, and the guy's not getting more than a yard after he wraps him. And guys will sometimes push Leighton for a couple extra, but overall I feel like he was really on 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 it. And, I mean, they're putting him in coverage a lot, and he didn't he didn't get exposed. Like I didn't particularly notice Leighton Vanderish making mistakes, which, you know, is always a good sign. Uh, I mean, I feel like all the corners played well. Trayvon especially had a couple pass breakups. I know that touchdown was scored on him, but that's Mike Evans in the corner of the end zone making a great play with Tom Brady throwing him the ball. Trayvon was in position. That's going to happen when it's those two guys. Like, I'm sorry, you can't dog Trayvon Diggs and all the people on Twitter probably already are. I don't even, I can't even keep up with the Trayvon Diggs slander anymore, but Trayvon had a good game, had a couple PBUs. So, and then I, I, I felt like, you know, sadly curse had a good game and Wilson had a good game and hooker had a good game, but that's what is going to be interesting now, because if you notice, excuse me, if you notice last night, the Cowboys actually ran three safety, a lot of that game, they were running three safety with J Ron curse, either being in the box or just three high safety with, Mike at linebacker, Mike on the D line, J Ron in the box, like just a bunch of different looks like that. So I'm going to be interested if Marquise Bell maybe gets his shot here, guys. Like Marquise Bell, if you know, you know, this undrafted free agent safety that the Cowboys seem to really like. He had a good preseason, uh, good training camp. Uh, I, I'd be interested to see, but I'm also curious if maybe now we see more Anthony Barr into linebacker packages and then we have a defensive end come out, maybe Micah lines up on the D line. Like it's going to force Dan Quinn to have to do some different things without his signal caller. And that's another part of it is you have to find another guy who can call the plays. It's going to be interesting. I feel like it'll most likely be Leighton, 
I don't think they want to put Micah on it again. You need to just let Micah do his thing. Maybe one point in his career he'll be at that point, but he's got so much so much on his plate already. Just let Micah be Micah. Let him be a football player. He's that guy. And yeah, I just I still feel like we weren't good enough in run defense, which is a thing that they've tried to they've tried to address, tried to address, but also I feel like at, at a certain point when the offense goes three and out three consecutive times at one point and they just never get anything going, then what what are they supposed to do at some point? Like they're gassed like this offense. You, you need a good offense to have a good defense because our defense held us in that game the entire game up until the end. It's amazing. Like we don't deserve it. And now, look, we've been punished by the gods because we let – Amari go and we let Lelio Collins go. We let these offensive guys go that, and then what happens is we don't create separation with the wide receivers and our old line gets a little bit exposed. So uh, it's tough. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. I mean, biggest things you have to address is you have to run the football more, no more pre-snap penalties on the offensive line. Like you just can't have it. Like, the holding is is the holding. I mean, you can't you can't hold, but I much rather you hold than let Dak get get absolutely killed if you get beat on a play. But the pre snap is just something that you can completely address, and it just has to be better from here on. So that's those are my two biggest things on offense and on defense. It's it's really just you know the the we weren't good enough against the run. Like they hit a couple shots on us early in the secondary. I mean. Uh, overall there's not too much with the defense i just feel like the defense still played well biggest star of the game is micah on offense it's hard to even give a star but i mean if i had to i'd give it to zeke who got 10 carries (laughs) 10 carries for 52 yards 5.2 yards per carry and he looked like he was running good and then we just abandoned abandoned the run so I don't understand the play calling in Kellen Moore. We'll we'll see. That's another big key that uh, they need to address. Looking into this next week is the the play calling. Like what if you're gonna run plays to get the ball into Tony Pollard's hand, which seemed to be an emphasis as well. Which I want the ball in Tony's hand. Don't do the trickery. Like don't do all the nonsense. Like you gotta just. Use your guys, man. Like it, it shouldn't be forced. And that's what I feel like is the thing. It's forced creativity. It's not creativity that's shocking. It's it's forced in situations that don't feel that it's needed. So if you're looking at the matchup next week, we got the Bengals. So it's Cooper Rush as I assumed starter versus Joe Burrow. Uh, their offense is, is going to be tough. I feel like, like I said, our defense is good. Like we're going to hold up as long as our offense can not <laughs> can generate some time of possession because we can't have the defense out there that long. But overall, you got to look at how the Bengals played in that game and be realistic. The Bengals lost that first week in a heartbreak. That that's not happening again. Like they they're walking in, I believe, to AT and T Stadium. It could be a road game, but I'm pretty sure it's at home. And they are uh, they're gonna put on a show. I <laughs> that's my humble opinion. I mean, I hate to be the pessimist, and I I mean, you can give me shit, but I'm just being real. I think we're all being real. Like. <sighs> 
is the season over before it started? I don't really know. But I guess that's all I have to say. And this has been a TDCR rant about week one. And uh, yeah, if you enjoy, like and subscribe, you can listen on Apple uh, podcast on Spotify. And yeah, I'll see you next time. Peace.